What is up, everybody? We got a jam-packed show today, all right? We got a loaded episode we're talking about. We have more coaching additions. We have coaching not additions. We have we have people leaving. We have people coming in. We have some more player breakdowns if we can get to them at the end. We have the offseason really officially starting, right? The World Series ending. We're going to talk about what this week could look like. We have a jam-packed show, a lot to get over all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, November 7th, 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Okay, we have a jam-packed episode. No no dilly-dawdling, no wasting time. We're jumping right into it, okay? Because we got a lot to talk about, all right? First up on the docket, Lloyd McClendon will not return to the Tigers organization. Lloyd was the manager of the Toledo Mudhens, and... You know, he, he's always found his way back here, right? Like, he's always found his way back to the Tigers organization. He's always, you know, he'll leave and then come back, and then he'll get promoted and then demoted, and then it, it just seems like Lloyd's always here somewhere. And uh, he, he has certainly given this organization a lot of his time, a lot of his effort, uh, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, I am sure. So uh, nothing but respect for Lloyd McClendon. Uh, it's just funny. He, he he was, you know, a coach, and then he was like a, a hot managerial prospect, and then he was a manager. And he left, and he went, and and he was a, a man. Well, he was a manager before too, and then after, and and you know, at different levels as well. Like manager of the minors, manager of the majors. You know, went to Seattle, and then came, you know, came back and w- was a coach, and then he was the interim manager at the end of the Garden Hire thing, and then. He left, but then he came back as a coach of the minors, and then he was the manager of the Mud Hens, and like just all over the place. So, uh, nothing but respect for Lloyd. Definitely a, uh, a, again, a guy who's been here for a long time. Wish him nothing but the best, and whatever he decides to do, whether that's uh, with, it, whether that's in baseball or not in baseball, big ups, big ups to uh, to Lloyd McClendon, and that does leave a vacancy then at. Toledo, right? Triple A manager. Now kind of a, a vacant position as of the time of this recording. Uh, next up, we have we have another new assistant pitching coach, which is kind of fun. So Robin Lund has been hired by the Tigers to be a new assistant pitching coach. Now, this is a this is a lot of really fascinating stuff is going on. With this one, and and I think one of the important things to note is that within this pitching tree, led by Chris Fetter, like Juan Nieves was highly regarded, and that's somebody that had the title of assistant pitching coach, and everybody assumes he's coming back, and it was reported that he was going to come back, and everything should be fine there. But you have to remember that in San Francisco, Scott Harris had a boatload of coaches, right? A ton of coaches. And 
I think AJ made a comment, or maybe it was Scott, or maybe it was both of them, made a comment where, like, they're not going to get to that size, but it's probably going to be bigger, and it would not shock me at all if they had multiple assistant pitching coaches. Juan Nieves, again, very highly regarded now, especially after the last couple of seasons, um, and has definitely helped this pitching staff a ton, and I very much, and you, we all, should very much want him to stick around uh, and it, it sounds like he will. It doesn't sound like it's a replacement thing at all. Um, but something to, to, I guess, keep an eye on, you know, are they both going to be that? Or is Nieves maybe going to switch into a different role? It's also important to note that Lund, it, it is reported by Evan Petzold, the dog, does a fantastic job, uh, that Lund is going to have a focus in biomechanics, which is fascinating. And as Evan Woodbury, also the dog, also does fantastic work for the Tigers beat, pointed out that Lund has a very fascinating uh, bio and resume as he was a professor in kinesiology for 16 years, coming from the University of Iowa, where he was their pitching coach. This is, uh, this is, I love this move. And I know like in the grand scheme of things, this is, this is relatively minor, right? But I don't care. I absolutely love this type of move. Like this type of stuff is the stuff that really gets me excited about the future. You brought in a dude who is a, a whiz in kinesiology to be your, your biomechanics, like all when it comes down to the movement of the body, the mechanics of the body and and. And the, the mechanics, I mean, he is a pitching coach too. It's not like he's just a you know, kinesiology professor. Like he was the, the pitching coach for University of Iowa, Big Ten program. Like these are the kind of moves that really get me pumped. I love this kind of stuff. So that's an exciting thing. We'll see how it goes again. Try, we're going to keep an eye on what role everybody in that Chris Fetter pitching umbrella ends up getting. Fetter will obviously be the pitching coach. But with Nieves and, and Lund now both here, it'll be kind of fascinating to see how, how what the titles look like. Not that the titles really matter. Titles don't matter. Look how I sound. But just, you know what I mean? Just a, just a funny thing. Funny? That's not the word. Uh, an intriguing story is just what titles they end up having. Um, okay, so that's it for the coaching staff, people coming in, people leaving. The season is over. Baseball season is officially over. I love this sport so much. And... I already can't wait till opening day. Already got my countdown started on my phone. I, I I cannot wait. I, you know, like like daylight savings. Like it's gonna get darker earlier, and there's no baseball, and it's just I I cannot wait for the World Baseball Classic. Cannot wait for that, and then that will lead us into opening day. And I'm I'm super pumped about. The Tigers next season, which I know is ridiculous because, like, we just saw what they did for 162 games, right? But the thing that is going to get me through this offseason and through this dark winter that always finds itself over the state of Michigan and, you know, in between arguing with people about how stupid daylight savings time is and how, like, we need to grow up as a society because, oh, we get you an extra hour of sleep while you met. Yeah, one night. I get an extra hour of sleep one night, and then it's dark at 5 p.m. That's not worth it, okay? Anyway, in between arguments about that with people, 
And I understand the origins. Okay, don't come at me with with facts. All right, <laughs> this is strictly opinion based. Um, in between arguments about daylight savings time, the thing that's going to get me through this winter is I am so pumped for this off season, and I'm not just trying to blow smoke. Like I, I am genuinely so pumped, and, and I'm pumped because not it, it's not just oh I really like Scott Harris and I can't wait to see what he's going to do. It's not that. It's the the fact that it's going to be a ton. It's going to be a ton, right? Like, it'd be one thing if we brought in a new president of baseball ops or a new GM or whatever, and then we turned around and they made, like, a few moves, and the team was largely still the same. And I'm not saying that this team is going to be completely different. I'm not saying they're going to get rid of 30 of the 40-man roster or anything like that. But... It's going to be a lot. They're going to get rid of a lot of players. And, like, they have to. A, performance. This is a performance-based industry. A lot of the dudes on the 40-man, to be honest with you, that just got, like, their first crack in the majors, there's quite a few of them that are already in their mid or even late 20s now. Like, they're not getting any younger. That you you have to for performance reasons, and you also have to because you are getting what nine or ten players off the IL that in the next like week and a half you have to find a spot for on the forty man roster if you want to keep them. The IL is getting dismissed, right? That's how it works. You have to you have to take everyone on your roster, assume health, and make a forty man roster, and then. You know, later in the offseason, once we get closer to, to next season, then you can put them back on the IL and refill players on the 40-man with depth pieces or whatever that you acquired. But you have to shave a healthy amount, at least 10, if you want to keep everybody on the IL. That's at least. And that's not even including them, the performance players. Or, you know, you make a trade for someone at the major league level. Or you sign a free agent. There is going to be a ton of turnover, and that is why I am so excited. It's a new regime, it's a new era, it's new leadership, and it's guaranteed turnover. It's not just, oh, we'll see what happens, maybe he makes a move or two, you know, let's give him time to warm up and get used to the field. No, he has to hit the ground running because he literally has to. I'm pumped, all right? I'm really excited. Okay, let's get into, uh, well, we'll get into more of like the news and notes that we have. Uh, There's a few more, again, regarding just like free agency and the timetable of everything that I want to talk about. And then afterwards, we will get into a deep dive just on some more players that are kind of fringe to stay on the team. We will do that right after I tell you all about our friends over at BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest developments team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and even golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, segment two here, Locked On Tigers. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Greatly appreciate each and every one of y'all. Okay, so right when the World Series ends, players pretty much immediately become free agents, and they can't sign with anyone uh, unless they're re-signing with their own team. 
until five days after, right, the World Series ends. But they technically are no longer with the organization immediately. Baseball does not mess around, right? You just are – you're a free agent. So, officially, only two players on the Tigers roster are officially free agents at the major league level. Minor league level, there's plenty of minor league free agents every year because that's a lot of one-year deals. But at the major league level – the only two players that are officially free agents and officially no longer on the roster are Daniel Norris, Tucker Barnhart. We already did both of their player breakdowns earlier this offseason. Barnhart was probably a couple weeks ago now, so you can go find that episode. And then uh, Daniel Norris was just last week, I believe. I think I did Daniel Norris's pretty recently. So uh, you, if you want like the deep dive on those two players – and whatnot, and, and their stats, and what they bring, and everything. You can go listen to those. As far as their futures, we can just reiterate really quickly the the belief that I have with them, and that's that I don't expect either of these guys to be back in the Tigers organization next year. One of them, Daniel Norris, there is a slimmer of hope if you're like a super big Daniel Norris fan, which there are plenty of those out there because he's a cool guy. Um, there is... Uh, a slimmer of hope that maybe – did I say a slimmer? A simmer? A sliver? Sliver. What the heck? A sliver of hope um, that that he's back next season on like a minor league deal. And even then, I'm not sure it would be like a 40-man roster invite right away. It would kind of be like what Willie Peralta was doing for us. And then go, oh, you're going to start off off. And then, you know, if people get hurt or we have people back down to 60 – Day IL, maybe you can come back that way. I don't know. I, I don't I wouldn't hold my breath on either of them to come back, to be honest with you. And Barnhart, I am almost I am guaranteeing. Tucker Barnhart has has played his last game as a Detroit Tiger. Um yeah. Wish him nothing but the best. It clearly did not work out here. Really just brutal offensive season for him. It's gonna hurt his market a little bit. However, he is still a plus defender. He does still throw a lot of runners out. He is still a decent framer. He's going to find a job somewhere. But uh, I think, I mean, it's really, you got to feel for the dude just because he went from potentially getting re-signed earlier in the season, if we remember. It wasn't that long ago, you know, in April or whatever, that we were discussing a Tucker Barnhart extension right when the right when he got here. And... Um, you know, always on a one-year deal. If he hits well, maybe he can be like a solid, you know, get a solid contract or whatnot. Um, but now, I mean, I think he's more of a backup catcher if he goes to a decent baseball team and, you know, back good, decent backup catcher that's going to be a plus defender for you. So I think that's probably his future. Like I said, Norris is kind of weird. We got to see if there's any major league interest in him because his first half of the season was so different than his second half. Second half was much better. So we'll see what happens with the two of them. But I would be, at this point, pretty surprised if either of them were back. And I am very confident that neither of them will be back on the opening day Major League roster for the Detroit Tigers. I'm almost 100% certain in that. Um, so we'll see. But those are the only two players that are officially off the roster as of Sunday. And so that moves us into like what to expect going forward. There's a lot of deadlines. There's a lot of deadlines going forward. Um, first and foremost, November 10th, that's when free agents officially let loose. Free agents can sign with with anybody. 
Um, they can, I'm assuming they can start conversations now. I don't think baseball really has like a big collusion problem. So, or at least they don't care about collusion. I guess I should put it that way. Uh, so I I think that you can already have conversations, but you can't sign with anybody until November 10th, uh, November 8th through the 10th. So this week will be the GM meetings, not the winter meetings. Those are in December, but the GM meetings, that'll be fun. Scott Harris will go out to those. Again, I don't know if you'll see any moves during that time like you do winter meetings, but I do expect, you know, maybe some the rumor mill picks up or, you know, maybe we find out in a couple of days if a move is made like, oh, we talked about it at the GM meetings, whatever. So that's something to, to kind of keep an eye on. Um, What else do we have? November 18th is the last day to non-tender someone. OK, so that's a big date. The players like Jamer Candelario. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, a lot of this roster is still eligible to be, you know, they're under team control and are eligible, eligible to be then non-tender just as they're eligible and, and assumed most of them to be tendered. But, uh, November 18th is the deadline. I would expect a lot of these players to honestly be decided beforehand, uh, especially by kind of early on in free agency, just because there's some that I don't think are very difficult conversations and I think are pretty straightforward on what to do. Uh, so, uh, that is an important date still. I think like Jamer's really the big reason why that's an important date, just because he's the, the biggest, I don't know, question mark. Maybe he's like the, the biggest conversation piece, at least throughout, uh, you know, who are we going to non-tender and who are we going to bring back and everything that's still under team control. Uh, so that's an important date for that. And then, yeah, after that, we start getting into like rule five is very end of November, uh, or big, actually rule five is the very end of winter meetings, which are in December. Um, but again, we'll see throughout the week, like the, the IL goes away very soon here. The 60 day IL November 10th, you have to reinstate players from your 60 day IL. So again, we have like nine or 10 players that ended the season on the 60 day. Guess what? They got to go somewhere. And if you want to keep them around, it's got to be done really quick. I'm recording this on November 6th. You're listening to this on November 7th. We're talking about deadlines that are on November 10th. Like these are these are days away. So expect a flurry of moves very quickly here. All right. And again, the non-tender deadline is later. So there's some decisions that they could be like, oh, you know, we'll maybe wait and see and and hold on to him for now. But you know, in whatever, four or five days afterwards, they might, you know, change their mind or get their scopes on somebody else and decide that they want to bring them in so that safety net right hold on to players there's a ton of stuff they can do to kind of wiggle their way through all the deadlines but these are all like happening within the next couple of weeks so we're going to have a lot of fun we're going to be talking about moves pretty much every day especially again as we get closer and closer to the end of this week um I also, I'm gonna have to say this now just so that it's known um, I can't stay up until 3 a.m. every day. Okay. I can't, I, I did it during the lockout. I can't do it again. Okay. So I, I won't be recording these at like noon, like I was during the playoffs because I knew that no moves were going to happen, but I, I can't just sit around all day and wait for a move to happen. That might not happen. Like I, I can't, I can't do that. So I will, I, I have to record these the day before, right? That is why you guys get these episodes on midnight because I record them the night before that the day that the I'm actually recording for. 
So if I miss a move and you're, uh, you know, I, I already have had several people that are like, what the heck? You didn't talk about this or that or whatnot. I promise I am as in the loop as someone can possibly be with this organization. I see all the moves as they happen and we will talk about all of them. I just need to make it clear that there will, I'm sure it will happen. I'm certain that it'll happen at some point this off season. I will record an episode. And if it's huge news, then like, obviously I'll re-record it and, and whatnot. Right. But there's, there's some moves that I'm just not going to be able to re-record or like it's going to happen at 11 PM or like 1 AM. And I'm just not going to be able to do it. All right. So just going to put that caveat out there. Okay. I think that's everything for that. The off season's here. I'm super pumped. I just want to kind of lay some groundwork for everybody and talk about what we can expect going forward. Uh, what has already happened, the stuff that continues to happen and get everybody is, I really, I just, this was like a pump up session. I, I just want everybody to be as excited as I am about this, the next, you know, seven to 10 days, because there's going to be a lot of stuff happening and we're going to have a great time here talking about it. All right. I cannot wait. Um, okay. Let's talk about, let's just do our, our quote unquote deep dives. Again, they're, they're not very, they're not very deep dives. They're shallow dives today. Um, because I don't think there's too much of conversations to have with, with these guys, but I'm trying to get through everybody on the 40 man. I really want to do that before we have so many moves that we're just not going to be able to. So let's get into that. And we'll do that right after this. What is up, everybody? Third and final segment here, Locked On Tigers. Um, yes, let's get to deep dives, all right? Let's do it. Uh, first up, we're going to start with Josh Lester. Uh, I don't expect Josh Lester to be kept on the 40-man roster through, uh, again, like th this might be one that's like a little earlier than later. Uh, very cool story. Wish him nothing but the best. Honestly, hope he gets a job. I think he probably will get it like a minor league deal. I don't, I don't think he'll get put on signed to anybody's 40 man roster, but I think he could find minor league work somewhere. It might even still be here, but I, he just, he won't be on the 40 man. Like he won't. Um, this is a dude that spent what a decade in the minors, nine years in the minor leagues. And then finally got, some major league at bats. And it's really unfortunate that he wasn't able to get his first major league hit. Cause who knows if he's going to have that opportunity ever again, but just to be able to say after nine years in the minors that you came up and you played in two major league baseball games is something that 99.9% .9 of human history will never be able to say. So hats off to Josh Lester. Again, wish him nothing but the best. Uh, had a 791 OPS in Toledo in 2022, uh, a 774 OPS in Toledo in 2021. Uh, really crushed the ball in Erie last year in Double A last season before getting called up. He's about to be 28 years old. Uh, I, I think that he he could get a, a minor league kind of depth deal somewhere. Uh, and, and I mean, like solid home run totals, 29 home runs. In AAA in 2022, like 32 home runs across both levels of the minors in 2021, like has some pop, uh, but not unbelievable walk numbers. Like, again, like sub 800 OPS in AAA, like no, nothing wrong with that at all. 
will definitely be a, a, a depth piece for somebody, I, I still think. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think his baseball days are done, but I think his days on the 40-man roster for the Detroit Tigers are probably done. I think that's a relatively easy conversation to have with all these moves that are going to happen. So hats off to Josh, Le Josh Lester. Great accomplishment. Really cool story. And, uh, yeah, definitely wish him nothing but the best. Super cool. Cody Clemens, next up. Um, this one, I think, is a, is a little tougher. Cody Clemens in at the start of this season, Cody Clemens was crushing the ball in AAA. And it got a lot of people pretty excited. And with how poor the offense was at the beginning of the season, people were really going, okay, like we need to get Clemens up here. He had an 862 OPS in AAA this season with a slugging percentage of 535. 13 homers in 60 games. He was solid. He was really, really solid. He was crushing the ball. And so we called him up, and it just didn't really translate. There's really no other way around it. Uh, it's not – I don't think it's anybody's fault. And, like, really cool guy. But, like, it, it just – it didn't translate. 145 batting average, 197 on base percentage, and a 308 slug. That's an OPS of just barely over 500 in 56 games. Uh, ended with the season with five home runs, eight walks on 33 Ks. Just it, it, it didn't translate to the major league level. I think this is a really uh, more of a fascinating conversation. So next year, he'll be 27 in May next season. And I know he was a, a, a third round pick for you. And I know that, I mean, there was a point where like people were really high on Clemens. Um, and his minor league numbers aren't bad. Like OPS by year, 2018, across two different levels of the lower levels, 816. 2019, across two different levels, 708 OPS. That's a little low. 2020, uh, didn't, you know, no minor league season because of COVID. 2021, mostly in AAA, 767 OPS. And then this year we already talked about. So it's not bad offensive numbers, but... For a dude that, that next year is going to be his age 27 season and just came off a 500 OPS year, basically, I think that's a tough sell. I think that's a really tough sell to keep on the 40-man roster next season. Uh, I, I, I expect him to be a casualty of the next 7 to 10 days. Uh, I really do. And again, wish him nothing but the best. I think he'll get work somewhere. He'll, he'll Somebody will take a chance on him. It, it, who knows the caliber of team? Maybe a good team sees something in him that they think is fixable. Uh, maybe a, a low-end team sees a third-round pick given up on too soon and takes an opportunity on him. But uh, or may I don't know. Maybe the, there's the market isn't super hot for him. The Tigers can bring him back on a minor league deal. It's not on the forty-man. I don't know. But just again, objectively talking about the forty-man roster, I, I fully, honestly expect Cody Clemens to be one of the casualties of the next week or two. And, uh, and and whatnot. So, Cody Clemens, Josh Lester, Daz Cameron. Let's talk Daz Cameron. I think that this is this is a toughie, and this is another one that that really could go either way. Now, I know that a lot of people are pretty passionate about the fact that Daz Cameron has not gotten a ton of opportunities to make himself heard at the major league level. I know that. I know that narrative is out there. I, I, I feel you, okay? And I hear you, and there's probably some truth to it. 
Because at the end of the season this year, what were we really losing or gaining by Daz Cameron being on, on the major league roster? And he had some injury stuff this year as well. But I, I, I hear you. I really do. In the same breath, he had a 703 OPS in 100 games in AAA this season. He had a 637 OPS for the Tigers in the Major League in 2021. 2021 AAA, in the minors in general, I guess, had an 830 OPS. So you saw those sparks in 2021. And a lot of people were pretty excited about him. And he came up and he had some decent moments. And look. A 629 OPS in 2022 this year in 21 games for the Detroit Tigers. It's less than 75 plate appearances. It's not a big sample size, absolutely. He had a 219 average and, and, and a 629 OPS. And I know that the 629 OPS for this team would have been like one, sadly, not at the bottom of the barrel compared to the rest of the lineup. Um, but look, I. If they decide to bring Daz Cameron back, fine. Fine. Sure. I I trust Scott Harris. Let's ride. Let's see what we got in him. I know, again, there was a time where a lot of people were really excited about Daz Cameron. I think I I do not expect Daz Cameron to be back. Uh, I think that he's also going to be a casualty. Another dude, really like him. He's got a, a great work ethic. He works hard. He's a he, he's a really really cool dude, um, but I I just with all of this turnover that's coming, I don't expect Daz Cameron to come out of the other side still on the forty man roster. I really don't. Now, if I had to pick one of these dudes to have the highest odds of staying on the 40-man roster, it would be Daz Cameron. Um, And Lester's really the only dude that if he did come back, I would be absolutely floored. There is still definitely an avenue for Cody Clemens to stay on this roster. Uh, There's still an avenue for Daz Cameron. And Cody is kind of in that same conversation with Daz. And, like, you know, I, I had the Derek Hill analogy. Like, he's kind of in that conversation, too. Just like there's a lot of people in this fan base that are are really passionate about some players. And and I don't know. I, I think it, it's going to be one of those things where if we do let them go, you're going to look back on it at the end of the 2023 season and go, wow. Like, again, just the, the Matt Shepard conversation, really. You're just comparing. Let's compare to the good teams and not compare to ourselves. <laughs> because that's who we're trying to be. All right. Hope that made sense. Okay. I think that's all I got. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter to the most, to from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard, behind the scenes with local experts and insights only on Lockdown. Only that Lockdown can provide. Goodness gracious, Lockdown Sports Today. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. I don't know what it is about that sentence. I can never say it well. It really upsets me. Um, Okay. I think that's it. Remember that these dudes are human beings, and this is their livelihood. And got nothing but nice things to say about all three of those guys and uh, wish them nothing but the best in in whatever happens. But in predicting what's going to happen to this 40-man roster, 
I don't see a path where those three guys make it through, uh, to be honest with you. So we'll see what happens. We will know if I'm right or wrong soon enough, right? That that's gonna be that's gonna be a quick turnaround, uh, a quick response time on uh, on how accurate all of these these deep dives and predictions for people staying and going on the roster are are gonna be. We're gonna have our answers pretty soon here. We're finally through uh, the World Series, great World Series, Philly, nothing but respect, Houston, juggernaut. That's a good organization. That's who we should be comparing everything to. Everything. That's a team that lost Carlos Correa, lost George Springer, lost Garrett Cole over the years and turned around and made the ALCS every single year of the last, what, five years and then won a World Series again after losing all those players over the last half decade. That's a juggernaut. That's how you build a consistent winner. And that should be the the banging trash cans or whatever. Go ahead, make all the jokes you want. Sure, go for it. But uh, doesn't matter. They're they're a winner. They're they're winners, and they have built an absolute, like I said, juggernaut of an organization over there. So, okay, uh, off season time, baby. It's gonna be really fun. I cannot wait. Cannot wait to go through it with y'all. Cannot wait to talk about it every day with y'all. And that's what we're going to do. So peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope, and I'll catch y'all tomorrow. Go Tigers.